Hello everyone, the Talk Nonsense team here. We just wanted to say a massive thank you for all your support for this past season. We've had an absolute ball and we cannot wait to come back bigger and better for season two. Thanks again guys, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello guys and welcome back to the Calendom Talks Nonsense podcast. Obviously we are again joined by Pete BOC, how are you doing Pete? I'm good, mate. Thanks very much for having us well, on again. You guys okay? Yeah, I'm no, grand. Thank you. Um, obviously, this is the last episode of the series, so we were asking Pete for weeks. Come on, come on, come on. It was just a communication error uh, every single week, uh, mainly because I had TikTok uh, <laughs> muted. <laughs> that was my own fault, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but obviously, the World Cup has happened. Um, England are obviously out, aren't they? And... Um, is it is a shame. Um, I, I want to give you guys thoughts quickly on the on the England game, uh, Pete. What what did you think about England in in this tournament? England played really really well in this tournament. They were, I think it was an excellent tournament for England. Um, the USA game aside, I think we can't really be that faulted. Um, scored good goals. Got had lots of different goal scorers. Incredible uh, performances, even from people like Luke Shaw. Do you know what I mean? Like people who I was a bit like had a question mark on them. Harry Maguire, obviously as well. I'm like. No, they they were fine. They did all right. They they played quite well. Um, I quite liked Southgate's tactics throughout the game, and I think the final game with France, we really showed that actually we're as good, if not better, than these big big teams, and we can compete at the the the, the last stages. We were very unlucky with that game with France. I think we were much better, not much better than France, but we were certainly much better than the second half. If I don't know if you guys play FIFA, but it felt like one of those games. You know, you, just like, <laughs> yeah. you play you play someone, and, and and you just go, you go in, and go. How have you beaten me on that? Like, how on yeah. earth has that happened in in real life? So yeah, awful from the referee. But I personally felt that England had a really good competition, and I think some players really really shone through. I uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you that actually, Pete, um, about the referee because that was my. The the only man I could think about after that game, the entire night after, was just the referee. He infuriated me. I think hmm. uh, you can go on about it all night. Kind of the um, the first penalty incident that he didn't give, and then how long he takes to decide actually, yeah, those are penalties. The ones that were given the foul on Saka before France scored, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts were of the referee as a whole because I've, I've heard something today that he's in the selection of the twelve that could potentially have the final and officiate the final, which terrifies me. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the referee, what you thought about um, it. Do you know what? I think a good starting point is I actually watched the game with my dad here. So my dad came down to Bristol to see us for Christmas and stuff. So I actually wasn't massively drinking. So I had quite a clear <laughs> viewing of the mayor, of, of the game, which which typically might not be the situation. I'd say what? At times he was consistent. I'll start on the positive. At times he was consistent in in terms of letting things go. There were certainly things that that England got away with, shall we say? Yeah. But the number of of, of fouls, particularly on Saka, who I thought was brilliant in the match, by the way, he, he was, was so intelligent, so, so just outrageously intelligent the way he played. I, I just can't believe it. I don't think the. I think there is some justification in saying it was ninety yards away. There was a lot of build-up before the goal goes in. I also think Pickford could save it as well, just on the goal. But Mm. the way the referee was just... It felt like he was running away from decisions. He he, he was (laughs) like, he didn't want to be too involved. And sometimes when referees do that, it can be brilliant. But this this was a, a horrible game. France were really poor. And 
there were times where, you know, even people like Kyle Walker were like kind of ghosting inside two or three players and getting kicked down and tripped up. And I'm like, come on, ref. Like, yeah. you you can't play this way. Like, it, it just makes you so infuriated and, and kind of upset. You're kind of like, what's the point of turning up? Like, this, this, this isn't the competition that we entered. We want a fair referee throughout the entire game. And like you said, with the penalty decisions, some of them you've just got to look and go, what are you deliberating about? Like the, the, know, the, set, yeah. the, the one that was given, the, the push in the, in the in the back in his back. I'm like, what, what Man, you don't about? need to look at that, do you? <laughs> you like, I, I can agree with him that it wasn't a red card. I don't think it was a red card. I understand why the player wasn't in possession of the ball. He's not about to put it in the net. But it, it's just yeah, it was just really really infuriating to, to watch, um, and ultimately cost us dearly because we we didn't get anything from the game. Yeah, and I think that that because because both teams are so it, at that point it's on such a knife edge that even the smallest decision from the referee, good or bad, makes a massive change in the game. And obviously, you could be more biased to think that the referee was poor in the game. And obviously, he was as an England fan and as an England supporter. Um, I'm probably more out on an outlook of thinking that way. But like you say. There was a few decisions that didn't go our, go our way, and especially the fact that that, like you say, the the mount <laughs> penalty, it was clear from the from the start. It wasn't even a decision that should have gone yeah. to the VAR. But going a bit further back from England to the whole of the World Cup, obviously the off off the field situation isn't great. I've I fully believe that this is the best World Cup that I've seen in my lifetime. I I don't know about you, Cal. What do you think about that? I think so. I couldn't go back and say that there's one that I've enjoyed more that's had more twists and turns. Obviously, um, the games that are happening this week, the semi-finals, you've got Morocco in there, which is a brilliant story and, uh, you know, best of luck to them against the French. But, yeah, I think for me, it's it's the one that's got me off my seat the most. I don't know if it's because I'm a little bit older and than I was in the previous tournaments, but, yeah, it's the one that I've enjoyed the most to watch and I think it's the one I've watched the most of in terms of every possible game that I can watch. I've you know, been all over. So I th- I've definitely been hooked by this one the most, I think, that I can remember. For me, um, just thinking about the 98 World Cup was incredible. That's the first one that sort of sticks out in my mind that I remember watching a lot of. This is, as, as you guys said, I think it's the best World Cup that I've ever seen. The, the As a football tournament, let's just talk about that side, side of it. The upsets... The phenomenal play from certain from certain countries have just yeah. been incredible. The last minute goals, the eight and eleven minutes added on almost every match, like <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. really really strange, like awful penalty shootouts. Just where yeah. <laughs> incredibly gifted footballers are just doing dreadful pens. It, the excitement of this World Cup has been amazing, and you talked a little bit about off the field stuff, and, I, and we're not going to get into it too much, but like England fans, notoriously every year, and it'll be the same for you guys, I'm sure. We've always been portrayed in the press as throwing beer, throwing mm. shares, having to be water cannoned up. There's been none of that. Mm. So from an actual, from from like an England fan perspective, I also think that, that this has been the first time where I've kind of gone, we yeah, really have no negativity whatsoever about the, about the tournament, the competition or, or England's performances. So yeah, I've, I've loved this World Cup. It's been brilliant. Mm. And speaking about this World Cup, this brings me nicely onto the first question of the day, which is from uh, Connor. <laughs> Friend of the pod, um, and I'll put it on right, right boys, just a quick one to say, well... Oh, this isn't Wayne Rooney, but... On the pod. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed watching and listening to you both, and just keep doing what you're doing, because you've got a really good thing going there. And uh, if I had a question, 
it would be who do you think is the player of the tournament of the World Cup and why? Go on, people, start with you. So far, obviously. Still got a few games. That is Wayne Rooney, that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely is, definitely is. Um, (laughs) I I can't help but say Jude Bellingham. I'm really sorry. And I've I've been in a position where I haven't been able to watch the three o'clock kickoffs. I haven't been able to see every single match. Um, I just look at Jude Bellingham and go, you have been unbelievable in every England match. And it's not just because of your age. You have just been incredible. Um, so I'm going to go a bit boring and go for an England player and say Jude Bellingham. It's a great yeah. show. I don't <coughs> go on, Carl. No, uh, really and I think that Jude Bellingham as well is a, a, a it's a coming of age World Cup, hasn't it? A coming of age yeah. time, and obviously we'll speak about him in a second. And you two Liverpool fans, and <laughs> going to be happy about that. It brings a joy and a smile to your face, but. Um, He's got to be in the team, at least, hasn't he? The team of the, the tournament. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Carl, who do you, who do you reckon? Who, who, who do you think? Oh, I think um, it's tough, really, because I don't want to do a boring answer, but it's, for me, watching as much as I've watched, and I've tried to watch as many of their games as I can, and I'm sort of seeing a really beautiful storyline come to a close here. And I think, for me, it's just messy. And it's it's boring. It's obvious, and he's the best footballer ever. But you watch him, and this is it gets you off your seat. Like back when, when he was in his absolute pomp, and there's moments where Argentina are really stinking the place out, and the the play is so you know out of sorts, and you're not getting excited by it. But then you see him, he'll pick up the ball, he'll just do something, and he does something that just gets you off your seat. The pass that he put through uh, for the opening goal the other night, just. Everything he does turns to magic and it's like he's rolling back the years to get that one trophy and if he can get it, oh my word, that would just be brilliant. I think now that England are out, I think I've heard many people say the same. I think that would probably be my ideal scenario now. Just just to see him get it because I think he deserves it as a player. And uh, I think he's been superb when his country have really needed him because I don't think Argentina have played anywhere near as well as some of the teams that aren't in the semi-finals. Uh, but he has dragged them kicking and screaming all the way literally, through. Literally, literally yeah. dra- Like, that first game with Saudi Arabia, I mean, it kick-started the World Cup, didn't it, essentially? It was a couple, England won just before it, but that was the, the game where it really started the, the like yeah. Pete said, the, the upsets in, in Tunisia winning as well. And the team that I'm going to mention now, which is Morocco, I think there's a couple of players you could go for, Gvardiol from Croatia, the centre-back, as well as Juranovic. Yeah, um, but I think... Messi's got such a high reputation and a high expectation, but I'm going to go with um, Amrabat at Morocco. Yeah, I think because nobody came into this World Cup knowing this player and we've gone out of the back of it and every Premier League team seems to be linked with him now. And I think his stock's risen so much higher than it was at the start. Whether or not that's probably best player of the World Cup, I'm not too sure, but it, that that's the, the outside sort of shout, other than, mm. I mean, Messi and Jude Bellingham would probably be my other two, to be fair. Yeah. Um, we've got another question from the World Cup just before we lead ourselves into uh, the Liverpool chat. It's from uh, another mate of ours. Um, here we go. Love the pod, lads. Keep up the good work. Um, my question to you is, following Harry Kane's recent penalty miss, um, out of one player in the history of football, who would you pick to take the decisive spot kick in the last minute of a World Cup final? 
Oh, God. That's a great question, isn't it? Um, I'll go first. I'll give you two guys a little bit of time to think. I'm going to go with the 90s guy. I'm going to go with uh, West Ham's own Julian Dix. I don't think he's ever missed a penalty, has he? The <laughs> one that blasted that down is. the middle. And I think there's no nonsense, absolute no nonsense. I know we talk nonsense on this podcast, but Julian Dix would be my one. I don't know whether he would make it into an England squad, personally, mm. but uh, <laughs> I think that that would be the man that uh, I would trust the most with a, a penalty kick. Um, Pete, who'd you, who would you go for? Do you know when you said 90s, I just assumed you were going to say someone totally different who I'm actually going to go for, Alan Shearer. Oh, right. I, okay. I, just, <laughs> just similar to what you said, can't really remember him missing many penalties. Um, very clinical. And it's really funny because actually on TikTok, I've seen um, a few montages of kind of late, 80s, early 90s penalties where they just they don't they go they don't dink it, they don't place it, yeah. they just smash it as hard as possible. And I just yeah, he was always very cool. Um so yeah, I'm, I'll go Shearer. I really, really wanted to uh go for Ashraf Hakimi after that the other day because if you can do that, <laughs> then you can do anything. Um I think to bring it a bit more recent, I've I've got to go with a player that when I see every time he takes a penalty, I just feel you know he's going to score, and I think his record speaks for himself. Uh, unlucky not to be on the plane a few off things, off field things went against him a bit, but it's got to be Ivan Tony for me. Every time he steps up and the way he runs up, the way he does it, just an absolutely super penalty taker. And yeah, his record speaks for himself. So I'm, I'm going to have to go for Ivan Tony. Yeah, I, and, and I think it's. It, I don't know whether that decided it or not with the Callum Wilson one. I know the Callum Wilson um, ultimately got there ahead of him, um, credit or not. Uh, but the whole betting situation, I'm not too sure if that uh, really was a deciding um, thing for Gareth Southgate. And also, I don't think it really mattered because Conville had played about five minutes. Pete, when you said 90s and other side, I thought you were going to say Matt Letizia. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have been a good shout as well. He, missed, he, he did missed miss one, one. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah, you can't trust him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> no, but this is one of those random stats you sort of remember. He missed one penalty. And I can just about remember. Was his name Mark something? The guy who played in goal? Right. He'll come back to me in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was a really good penalty saver as well, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Matt Letizia. Yeah. You good shout, Matt Letizia. Yeah. I like that one. Obviously, we spoke about Jude Bellingham as well before. Um, and we'll briefly talk about him now because obviously he's, he's, he's linked with so many clubs Man United, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Chelsea. And obviously, the big one. For you guys, anyway. I'm not sure what the price tag is. I'll let you two speak about this because you two have more knowledge than me. You can have your little discussion about Liverpool. Uh, that <laughs> tiny team over the uh, other side. Token discussion. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just listen. So, Pete, what, what's your thought on Drew Bellingham potentially coming to Liverpool? I'm not sure about the reports. Cal knows more about that that than me. There's so much you could talk about with with this. Uh, he could go to any club in the world. Let's just say it right now. He could. I worry about Liverpool trying to sell the club. The owners are trying to sell the club. They've openly said that. Are they going to dig deep the money that would cost to, to buy Drew Bellingham and to pay for his contract? That that I'd be like, I'd love it to happen. He's one of the best football players and he's so young. And I do look at him from a Liverpool perspective and go, in two years, if you come to Liverpool, you could be the captain of the club. That's that's where I rank, rate you, and that's how highly I respect your ability and leadership that you can already see just from the way he plays with enthusiasm and, and power and, and skill. And 
sentiment. He plays in centre midfield. He's English. It's it's a dream position <laughs> to be the captain of Liverpool Football Club. And I do think in, in two seasons he could get there. And that's one of the big appeals of saying, come to us, come to the Reds. That's where we'll develop you. You'll play. If he goes to City or anywhere else, it's like with Grealish. They've got brilliant players, Phil Foden, but they don't start every game. And that's and that's kind of your 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 only real chip to offer because because the other clubs can say you're almost guaranteed you'll win the league or the or the Champions League or something. Liverpool are always in the mix, but we, we can't quite guarantee that the way other clubs so easily can, like Manchester City can. If he comes to Liverpool, I mean he, back of everyone's shirt, super exciting, incredible yeah. player, everyone's happy, everyone just is gonna love it. Um, I hope it happens, mate. What do you reckon, Cal? I um I've been saying for a long time now, it just it does just have that feeling of it's meant to be. I, I don't know why, and I feel like Liverpool fans, I see it often on, on the internet. It almost feels like he's ours already. And the way we speak about him and the way we watch him, it does see, feel like he's our player. Um, I think there's a few factors to it uh, and what we've been reading recently from really good standard, you know, green tier journalists that have spoken about him, uh, about his family and about his family having a really big impact in what decision he makes. And I think they've spoke to Klopp a lot of times uh, and, like you say, it's, we are a team for him now, for that next step in his career. It depends what he wants. And looking at the lad and you know seeing what he's like on on the interviews and how he is in the press and things like this, he seems like the type of lad who knows exactly what he wants and he's very level-headed, one of the most mature 19-year-old lads you could even dream of meeting. It seems that way. Uh, and so I don't think money will be the big thing. And it's, you know, listen, lads that age, you think, can they really think? Uh, not about the money. It's tough to say, but I think for me, it just feels like the next place for him to grow as a footballer is Liverpool. It just makes a lot of sense to me. I think I feel like Real Madrid, for a lot of players, seems like the pinnacle, doesn't it? Might want to, not want to hit the pinnacle too soon at his age. So I'm thinking it just works out for me at this point in my own head, and for a lot of people as well, that um, coming to Liverpool would be that next step and what would make sense for him. Uh, the reports about his dad, his mum and dad having their hearts set on Liverpool, that's obviously a big encouraging sign. And then uh, I've got a funny feeling that FSG might also know that something is around the corner regarding the sale of the club. And so the finances might not actually be at the forefront of their mind when it comes to deals like this. Um, so I, I've got a really funny feeling. I've said for a while now, I just have a hunch that it's it's happening and it's it's pretty much ready to go. And it might be wishful thinking, but it just seems the way everything's all of these journalists putting the neck on the line in this fashion doesn't usually tend to happen unless something along the line has been leaked. Somebody knows something. Henderson's reaction when they briefly mentioned it on England duty, it just all sort of smells a little bit like something's going on. So listen, it'd be a brilliant one. It's just what we need. We need that rejuvenation in that midfield that's served us so well, but has at the same time it has started to age a little bit and we can see the cracks now so just keeping it going with a player like him that's the step in the right direction for me to summarize everything about it makes sense and i think it's gonna happen <laughs> i hope so anyway it's really obviously to hear those things actually because i didn't know um a lot of those things you just sort of mentioned particularly about his family yeah yeah more that way inclined 
what Liverpool fans won't want to hear is, is does he do a Raheem Sterling? Does he come when he's 19, mm. 20 years old? And if it does, mm. and if in three years he hasn't won the Premier League or the Champions League at Liverpool, he goes to Man City. Because that option will yeah. always pretty much be there. Or he goes to Newcastle when they're the club. That yeah, when, when it's them. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he can make those additional moves. And that's also why I kind of go, Liverpool might be a more of a safer bet in that in that way. And I'm a massive Liverpool fan. I don't want to be seen as a stepping stone club. I don't want that at no, all. But no. e- even when you're just trying to talk to him to perhaps even persuade him further to kind of go, well, actually, Real Madrid or anyone else, they'll still be there in four years. Of like, course. see what happens at Liverpool. If you're unbelievably successful and, and you're really happy there, brilliant. But even if you're not and it doesn't work the way you want it to work, you, you've still got that move, whether you're 19 or whether you're 23. That's so and, four, and four years time Premier League well, football. 23 years old. I can't... <laughs> it's yeah. mental to think about that. That's right, he'll still be younger than the next World Cup. It's mad. It's crazy. He's got three more World Cups in him, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Obviously, just just a quick one because I know Pete, you need to need to go soon because uh, it's it's we're we're getting uh, we're pushing the time, aren't we? But just a quick question before, what what are your what is your valuation on Drew Bellingham right now, both of you? How long has he got uh, on his contract? Cal? Yeah, <laughs> God, no, I know that he did sign one fairly recently, but I, I was I thought you were going to ask how many zeros. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I um, how I would value him is very different to how. I think businessmen in football would value him, but uh, I think I'd I wouldn't be surprised to see him go for maximum of around 130 million. I'd say we'd have to pay. I think, which sounds mental, doesn't it? It's like the price is right, this, but just in millionaires' yeah. terms, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I I actually think it could be a bit lower than that. I I think that um, it'll be more like it. Uh, Dare I say it? More like the Darwin deal, um, where <laughs> love he, that, by he, the way. <laughs> kind of, he kind of throw in a large amount of money, like we paid sixty million to Benfica, which will then go to eighty five hundred if certain things happen. Mm. I think with with Bellingham, you're investing a lot of money in the player, so I think it could be more closer to a hundred, mm. but could easily get to one fifty, one sixty, depending on various bonuses and 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 things that that the, that Liverpool want to have in place to kind of be like, like I've just said, like he becomes the captain of the club or he wins Champions League or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're not, they're not going to take a low, they're just, not going to take a low offer on him. Just the 100 million. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, history. but that's, that's the figurative amount though, isn't it? That's kind of the numbers that we're talking about. We, if, if he's got three, four years on his deal at the moment, you're paying his oh, contract. Right, you're paying yeah. his. It's 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 like when Liverpool got stiffed with the Mane fee. We got virtually nothing for Mane, for how good he is. Mm-hmm. But he only had one year on his deal, and you're paying for the contract. You're not necessarily paying a fee as in that's the value of the player. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. And um, just a very very last question. Um, and you can say no comment if you if you're allowed to. We forgot it on the last podcast. The BOC. <laughs> Are we allowed to ask what that means? <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Absolutely I fine. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Cal before him was like, "Don't ask him that." I'm like, "Going to ask him." <laughs> it's 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 not uncom- it's not uncomfortable to talk about at all. There okay. are about six. There are about six or seven people in the world who know what it stands for. It's oh. a group of friends of mine, particularly people we used to work with. Um, 
but it's tight locked. It's like it's the Coca-Cola. Tight locked. If, if, if I get to a position where I don't have to work in a school anymore, then I'll tell you what it means. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll take that. We I'll shall hope. Thank you, promise. I like that. Cheers, but Pete. Thank you very you much. It's been uh, an honour, as always. You're always allowed back on the podcast whenever you like. Um, but obviously, where can we catch you on any of the socials? Uh, always on TikTok, um, all the time. All the time it's <laughs> uh, so you can get to me on TikTok. I have cameo now as well, so people can ask for personalised chants and stuff. And I've got my YouTube channel. You can catch me on there. That- can I just add one other thing for you guys? Um, Callum John, I know how hard this is to kind of yeah, to have a schedule and to wrap up and, and meet up for quite an extensive period of time and then you know you're going away and you're editing you're doing a really 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 good pod guys honestly i, I do listen to i do watch okay. i like i can try to catch up as much as possibly can so yeah big up to you guys so um well done on doing your first series and looking forward to the second one coming back cheers right. buddy thank uh, you very much for that. Love that, Pete. <laughs> thank you very much love it all right cheers guys enjoy the rest of the show cheers buddy see you later pete there it is that worked all right didn't it um, obviously, after Pete's just been on, we will bring on Charlie Skeggs in a few minutes' time, obviously. But we have a couple of audio, um, just people who've been listening to the podcast. So if you haven't already, oh. we'll be watching it, listening it with you right now. Obviously, we should have played this one right, while it happened. Just want to say how great season one of the podcast has been. Season two has <laughs> definitely got a lot to live up to, especially with the PBOC episode. Keep doing oh. what you're doing, lads. You're smashing it. Love that, yeah. Kane. Oh, that's brilliant. That. All right, I, I'm not sure that, um, who <laughs> yeah. was that, Cal. Uh, that was Kane Slevin, Burton Woods' finest. I thought we'd get the BOC. Honestly, I thought we'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, this is this is another one as well. Just to wrap it up, the first segment of the uh, podcast and probably our most seamless. By the way, Argentina are two up against Croatia. What, All right, fellas? Long time listener, love the pod. Absolutely love it. I'm not quite sure where you got the name. Cal and Dom talk nonsense because it makes sense to me. So oh. looking forward to series two. <laughs> Smashing it, lads. Well done. Love that. That is, yes, that is former FC Burtonwood manager Stephen Sheridan. That love no, that, yes. Love that, mate. Thanks for that. We do appreciate all the all the people listening in and, and, and giving us messages of, of the podcast because ultimately we just come on here. Talk nonsense, don't we? This is sort of like a condensed version well, of what the... not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, good point. Um, we'd like to thank you, um, Dan, as well, for coming and, and doing that for Warrington. Obviously, yes. we, it's difficult with the schedule. Like Pete said, it's difficult to arrange stuff. Um, people who've, who have arranged to come on the podcast next season as well, we'll, we'll go through that at a later date, I'm sure. Um, but something that we didn't announce because it was on the cool down and I didn't put it out because we were absolutely battered on it. Was the fact that me and Cal are going to start doing uh, more sort of reactionary stuff for the podcast, for this channel, essentially. So I'll be on YouTube, Cal and Dom Talks Nonsense, similar to what I do on my own channel, but we're going to, me and Cal are going to be speaking about it whenever Cal fancies it, whenever I feel like uh, we, it should be a discussion rather than just me going on and waffling for 10 minutes. So that is going to be, that is, the, that is a new announcement, essentially, for yeah. the next year. Uh, just, just I don't know when we're going to start the next season. Uh, we will announce that at some point soon. Um, but, yeah, what we're going to do next is we're going to go over to Charlie Skeggs, a resident on the podcast, the quiz master himself. And he has got his own random footballer to make the 11 out of our 
team. Ooh. So we'll quickly go over to there now and we'll see you soon. Random footballer of the week. And we are back on to the second part and Charlie's on the pod. On the pod. Charlie's on the pod. Oh, I like, I like this. I like this. Nah, 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 nah. The quiz is on the pod. On the pod. I feel dead special. I feel dead special. Yeah. There's my PPSES. Yeah. There we go. Everyone's oh, throwing yeah. in all the nice messages today, so we thought we'll surprise Charlie with them. Well, gosh, boys, what an intro. I feel so privileged. Thank you for that. And uh, oh, it's put a smile on my face. Thank you. I was about to say how you doing, but obviously with a smile on your face, you must be happy. I'm a lot happier now. But yeah, no, I'm okay. Uh, I'll just say to you guys before, I've been at work today. I feel like I look like death, but I'm uh, I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to see you boys as always. So this is a, a highlight of my week. So yes, I'm all good. I'm all good. Sounds absolutely fantastic. And obviously we're looking forward to the quiz later on. But first of all, we got a audio from a mate. And I'll play it now. Hey, Callum, Don, Talk Nonsense Pod. Uh, just wanting to wish you well on your series finale. Been an absolute pleasure listening on my way to work on the commute, and I look forward to hearing more and um, getting more football expertise and nonsense at the same same time. Thank you very much. And that was Mick McCarthy with the audio. Now, cheers for that, Ben. Thank you very much for that. Um, it does sound like it, though, doesn't it? Wayne Mooney and Mick McCarthy on half an hour. I can't believe can't it. Can't believe that. I feel like I feel like I wanted to do. You know, with Mick McCarthy, he goes like, like he does like his shake. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, good. was it? What uh, was it? Careless whisper. Careless whisper. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, uh, last week we had nine players in our team, of, and we got Rio Coker and Jeremy. Was it Cal? Have you got the yes, poll? It was uh, the poll. It was. It was on a knife edge. Uh, it was plus plus two polls didn't get on, involved in it. So I think. By that, I think we're going to go with with Nigel Rio Coker. I think I think Nigel Rio Coker has edged it. That's a decision of ours and nobody else's, and it's all two polls' fault. So, well done, and uh, congratulations, congratulations, Nigel. To Nigel. Um, but obviously, for once, it's not down to us or the people on Twitter who decides the random football over the week. It is down to our quizmaster. Are you ready for your? Let me just change the screen. Put you on as the main guy. Uh, just wait for the music. Wait. This is, Here we this go. Is it. This Are is you it. Ready? This is it. Drum roll, to please. The 11. Random footballer of the week. Jeremy Aliadier. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny! <laughs> Get and, that it. Just, and that's absolutely fantastic. We've made a 3-4-3 formation. Oh, Cal, would you like to name the team? Oh, yes. And from start to finish, number one. This is. <laughs> it's an absolute classic. Shaka, his lopping goal. We have a back three of Herman Haridison, Fabrizio Colaccini and Maynard Figueroa. In the, midfield, in the midfield <laughs> four, it's Pascal Chimbonda. It's Damien Where? Duff, Nigel Rio Coca. And JJ Okocha, so good they named him twice. <laughs> Front three of Juan Pablo Angel, Jeremy Aliadier, and Amir Zaki for the Calendon Talk Nonsense FC. 
Uh, substitutes on today is Pete BOC and John. <laughs> well done, John. The Hall of Fame. Oh, youth, youth, got youth. We've got attack. As you, as you can see, we've got from got from both flanks. We're playing a elbow system. So JJ Okocha going in from the left hand side. Pascal Chimboda as a more of a defensive minded full back. We've got Damien Duff as a older head in that centre midfielder with Rio Coca as a, bo a box to box midfielder and the fluid front three of Ali Adier, Zaki and Juan Pablo Aguil. Where do you think that would fit in the... Uh, where would, do you think that would place in uh, the Premier League? Do you want right me now? to tell you honestly? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? In his prime though. Uh, uh, what do you reckon, Cal? I'll, um, I'll be generous and say, I think, oh, I don't know. Top 10? In, the, in their prime, they've got a bit about them, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Oh, so on, I'll say Char eight Charlie, place. Charlie, as the as the manager of this team, how how are you? You you're going into it fierce rivals against uh, whoever the other rival yeah. <laughs> against. Well, PBLC, obviously, you've left out the team. Um, it's a controversial decision. It is. Um, and John, obviously, an up coming striker from the He'll bench. Get there. He'll yeah. Get there. Uh, how well, how are you? How are you motivating this team? Well, to be honest, uh, Pete Boc is a valued member of the squad. I have him more because he's a morale booster. He sings songs <laughs> in the dressing room. He knows how to get the players fired up. Maybe, you know, I might have to rely on him on the back end. But uh be honest, Pete, he's just a bit miserable. I've had to leave him out on principle because... Uh... <laughs> I can't wait for your first meeting. John, I meant to say John. I meant to say John, not Pete. Sorry, Pete. I meant John. I didn't see the graphic. Apologies, Pete. No, still yeah, not miserable at all. John's the miserable one. Uh, Pete, you're yeah. actually the opposite. Of, as I said, you're the opposite. You are our morale booster. But uh, I, I have confidence in my team. I think they've put a bit of trust in me. And uh, um, I, I'd say if we finish in top 10, uh, I, I'd say I've done my job. Nice. Are you playing a sort of a, a, a Brexit-style football or is it more tick-attacker? What's the vibe? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. You know see the team again. I mean, that midfield says all sorts, doesn't it? It's... It... Both yeah, so attacking. I think Pascal Chimbonda must be pretty happy to be that, that far up the pitch, if I'm honest. Uh, I, I just try to squeeze him in. But do you know what, boys? As far as you know, random footballers, I'm pretty confident. I think that's a fantastic yeah. lineup. And, it's uh, some team, isn't it? When you look it is some team, <laughs> some team, and it is some team because God knows who would have picked this mad <laughs> bunch of people in our day, but you guys <laughs> did. So fair play. Do you think if you could go back in time to like a manager around a random manager, um, would that be like his dream, <laughs> his dream squad of that era? Well, like, what like Alan Kirbishley? Yeah, or... Alan Kirbishley or, or a manager or a Steve Coppel yeah. would be yes. made up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Steve Coppel, eh? he'd love yeah. that. Should we do Absolutely. random managers of the uh, random <laughs> managers next season? Oh my god. The merry-go-round. Felix McGath, I would go for first. <laughs> yeah. See, as a Spurs fan, I always go to like Jack Santini. What a random man that was! Yeah. But I love him. Absolutely loved him. He was the one. Uh, that was Wendy Ramos actually the one the cup won it. But uh, yeah, oh brilliant. Wendy <laughs> Ramos, my god, that was a flop, wasn't it? Back in them day, um, he, but... he won us. He won us a cup. <laughs> True. Oh, well. Was that? Like... Oh, <laughs> speaking of cup, we are on to the final week of the quiz and cal is currently is that a good link to yeah. one point ahead Are they <laughs> and obviously go on no no i was gonna say uh, it's been tight and it's the final and i'll be honest with you yeah. with england going out of the world cup obviously i'm sure you guys have talked about it 
I bear my my spirits are a bit a bit low, and I was thinking about what is a good topic for the final of the quiz. Now, I just want to ask you boys a sort of maybe connected question: Do you guys like watch the previous podcast back much? Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I edit it and then I you try. Bastard. <laughs> To say if I I'd never go through it, I just know when to edit it. So I, I do watch the I do I watch the good ones. <laughs> when I know they've been good. Well, we never watch I, the cool downs. I thought considering it's the uh, considering it's the final, I thought what what better way than to reflect on uh, you know a season of podcasts. And to be honest, they're not too difficult. They're more fun. I wanted to try and get a rice smile out of you, all, but I've picked uh, six moments Brilliant. from. Uh, this this season's podcast and maybe an extra one for a bit of a laugh but i thought we'll just test you guys to see if you can remember what actually happens on your own podcast so, oh uh... god <laughs> the one thing i did actually leave a last sorry to go back to it on this team was i forgot to put the premier league appearances i'm i'm curious do you think that's over a thousand gotta be oh i don't know that uh I'll put it on. Damien, damien duff and rio coker i think they would be up there uh, i think that i think um yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I'll put it out on, on our Twitter the amount of appearances that this team has. But obviously, let's start with the quiz. Charlie, who is starting this week? There's um, one point between us. Do you know what? I think <sighs> Calloway seems to uh, call a bit of you know a bit of conspiracy. So I don't know why. If you guys want to just decide, so we know it's fair. However, there's two questions that are directed. Like I've got one each that are directed at one person. So I guess. Okay. I'm going to say, just because his name's first in the podcast, I'm going to say Cal. It's Cal and Dom. Therefore, it's like Anton Deck. So that's, uh, <laughs> it's not at all, is it? It's not at all. But, uh, Cal, oh, good. I'm not, the, I'm not the one. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, let's. How much, <laughs> how much do you remember, right? How much do you remember? Um, I'm, I'm really worried now. <laughs> I don't know a thing. I can't remember. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can, boys. This is a bit of fun. Cal. Yes. In pre-season episode one, which no. which two musicians did you and Dom initially mention as the most famous, least famous people? Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, you both mentioned two people. Uh, as in, like you mentioned one each. So there's definitely two names I've got here. Oh, this is gonna kill me. <laughs> the musicians, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, god, that is the so most famous. That's a great question because I remember it. I, I literally remember it. it's right at the start, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was the first pre uh, season episode. Yeah, my god, what a fan! <laughs> what a listener! Oh, which two musicians are the most famous, least famous person? How many do you have to get? Is it there's only two? One? There's only two. There's a bonus one afterwards if Cal wants to have a bonus. He can only have the bonus if he gets the two one. musicians. I was gonna say you only get the bonus if you get the two musicians. Do, oh, do give me a clue you... with it being the final. Oh, uh musicians. Both well, I mean it's not really a I can't really get I can, can I? Um they can both play, they're both they both play for fucking massive bands. Like if you think about the biggest bands in the world you mentioned two people from two bands that i'd say everyone in the whole world knows go on kelly you've got 10 seconds because we'll just uh oh, that's good sorry sorry 30, we'll give you 30 seconds 30 seconds ago i can't even think of of anything i know exactly the moment as well 
Yeah, because I just sprung it on you, didn't I? Mm. Because obviously I did back then. Who's the most famous? Who's the most famous, least famous person? (laughs) Oh God! I'd like to know Charlie's answer to that as well. I um, I'm gonna have to concede. I'm so upset. I'm so angry. Can I get up? Um. Not for a are, point. Are, we, are we are we doing this stealing? No. We're not stealing. No, no, I won't, I won't steal. Right, well, listen, I won't yeah, as I say, Cal. Sadly, obviously, we went out of time for you there. So, Dom, just for a bit of bit of is curiosity, it, is one like Coldplay's drum a drummer, oh, Radiohead's God. Radiohead's or something like that? It's I can't it remember. Coldplay's drummer because he's dead cool, isn't he? You said Tom York of Tom you York. Did, you did say it. Tom York of Radiohead and the drummer from Coldplay. <laughs> now I suppose it's not really a bonus but I've got it written down um, Cal mentioned a just general celebrity does anyone remember who that was either one of you not really for a point <laughs> do you remember who the general celebrity uh, was I have no idea no just tell me go on Cal mentioned Rylan Clark <laughs> <laughs> just a, you just oh, a celebrity. I've literally been cinched <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Uh, what would so your answer to that be, by the way, Charlie? Pardon? What would your answer to that be? Most famous... Oh, do you know what? I think that the drummer from Coldplay is like quite a... He's. I think he's talked about quite a lot as well. It's a bit like the drummer from U2. Like, I think they yeah. played all the bass player from U2. Uh, most famous, least famous person. It's got to be, right? I don't know. Is it like the third royal brother? Like King Charles's other brother? What's his name? Edward. Yeah. Is it Edward? Yeah. It's a great like, I, I say that because Beth's watching The Crown, so that was in my mind. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's another brother. Obviously, there's King, and then there's yeah. We won't talk about the other one. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, oh, let me have a look. Right, let me have a look at what my second question here is. Argentina three 0 up. Yeah. Oh, Alvarez. Goal. Alvarez. Ka- um, Dom. Yes. In episode six, which at the time, which recently sacked manager did Dom mistaken to be German? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, come on. That's not me. <laughs> that might be an intro link. <laughs> was Ralph Hassenhutl. That is correct, yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, God. Oh, 21 on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It shows my ignorance. Right, um, Cal. It was the link, though. It was the link. It was, you like this link. Yeah. yeah. From one German manager to another. <laughs> <laughs> Be good if he, if he was awesome. <laughs> right, Cal. Uh, so let's have a look here. Yeah. Let's have a look here. Oh, no, I'll do those two at the end. All right. In the first pod of the season... Again, this seems to be about Dom. Apologies, Dom. I'm not trying to dig you out for being comical here, but like <laughs> in the first pod of the season, like as in the first real episode, if you will, not a preseason, Dom ranted about the sacking of Rob Edwards from Forest Green Rovers and the appointment of Slavin Bilic, quoting everyone on Spotify, listen to me. Slavin Bilic will not be at Watford by the end of the season. But how many players did Dom quote had left Watford in the overhaul of the past summer? Oh, <laughs> was it like a hundred? Give him the leeway. Give him the leeway. Yeah, is it like 50? He said something mental. Like, I, I want to say either 30 or 50. Um, I'm going to say, Cal, you've got to choose one of those. 
Um, it is, I think it is one of those, by the way. I feel like I should just choose 30, but I want to choose 50. I'm going to, I'm going to say 50. Yeah, do it. You did, because you're correct. It was 50. <laughs> there we go, boys. Right. My God. What the fuck? I didn't even realize I've mentioned that. That was so long ago on the pod. Oh, there's Crazy. a couple here. Um, what rats? Hang on. Back in the oh, I must have. I must have more questions. I one, two, three, four. I must have more. Cal, surely, because I'm currently got... back in the lead. By the way. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I'm just checking for this. Oh no, I, I must have more. So I'm gonna see if I. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because I've got one for each of you here. So whose goes it, Dom? Dom. This might go, yes. Dom. Where did Ooh. Steve Bruce start his career? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew there'd be an old quiz one in it. <laughs> and I know it as well. <laughs> don't Come on. <laughs> don't, know the, don't know the answer. Oh, is it chilling? What, what, what episode was it? Was it two or three? I have to check, actually. What episode was that? I think uh, it was in the second. I think it was the second episode that Cal asked that question. I, know, I think in my head, for some reason, I have... A team, and I don't, and I can't get away from it. So I'm going to say Gillingham. Oh, you pulled out the bag. It was Gillingham. <laughs> Thank God. I heard, I heard you stutter it under your breath just then. I was like, he's gone. really. <laughs> there might be a couple extra questions because I might have bugged this up, but it's a bit of a laugh. Right, Cal. Thank you. Yes. time on that. In episode three, Dom had a pint can out of shot and asked you what he thought it was, what you thought it was. And he also claimed he wasn't something. So I need to make sure I reword this. But in episode Wait, three, if there was a little cut in between. You sort of, if you call it like in between scenes, you were in between chats and Dom said to you, Cal, I've got a pint can out of shot. What Basically, what brand of can is it? And then you mentioned one particular brand and then Dom said, well, no, I'm not blank. Um, <laughs> I think... I said it was. I asked if it was Carlin, and he said I'm not some form of horrific term uh, that a Carlin drink would use. I think did he drink a Heineken? Or was it Budweiser? It can't have been Budweiser. Well, I'm drinking one now. So. I know that's what I mean. You always drink Budweiser, but I was like, it can't be because that's what you always do. So on the on the night, right? You initially said Foster's. It wasn't Foster's. You then said, is it Carlsberg? To which Dom replied, no, I'm not a sexed pest. <laughs> sexed like sex pest. <laughs> but can you guess, so you don't, but the can that he was drinking, I'm going to give you five seconds to have a quick dark in before I say it's not. So it's not Heineken or Budweiser, is it? Because you You've got one more. I'll give you one more option in the next five to one ten seconds. One more option in a can. What's he drinking out of a can? I don't even know. I wouldn't even know. Drink? What does he drink? What does he drink? What does he drink? I can, I, I can give you some choices of drinks. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with a. Oh, it's gonna kill me. This. I'm gonna go for Cronenberg. It's not. Cronenberg. I think I would guess that though. I think that's something I'd guess. The drink the Dom was drinking that night was a pint can of Kerr's Light. Oh. oh no! Why would you, oh, that? you wet lettuce? <laughs> Where did that come from? And you had the audacity to say you weren't a sex pest. <laughs> oh no! 
fucking wet lettuce instead. Oh, I lost my light. Hang on. Oh, there right we go. Then. There's an intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an intro there. Charlie's on the pod. On the pod. <laughs> Look at that. Here we go. It probably will fall again because it's totally precariously hanging there. Right, well, a couple more score? questions, guys. Um, Twenty-two all. Yeah, it is. Oh, is yeah, it? Dom's on. Well, from this, to, yeah, it's twenty-two all. Holy you shit! You can take the lead here. Well, there's one more question each, and yeah, Dom, I'm going to read out a quote off my phone. I know what you're going to be reacting to, be, but I just will love it. I just want to read it out for the sake of it. Uh, let me just quickly get the right quote up on my phone. Who said this? Does Southgate want his job back after World Club as Domino ES Pizza is looking for somebody to advertise the pizzas? Oh, wait. Uh, did he not do that job when he missed the penalty? <laughs> Southgate, off. you pure jobber. <laughs> Who said that? I think he's on your bench, mate. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. John Shirley, the man, the myth. Is this the same? Is this the same John Shirley that also said two days ago? Dom told you I'm great at predicting all English team should do what the manager did, learn how to not take a penalty. Listen, Dom, the something. No idea what that fucking next word is. There's nothing wrong with advertising pizza. What's this? <laughs> He's getting some fucking coverage on this pod. This guy. <laughs> honestly, like, honestly let's have a look. Let's have a look. He's, he's one sec. He's part of the team, right? Okay. Yeah. He's also part of the wall of fame. <laughs> um, he's been, he's been on my, he's been on my video twice. He's been on this podcast three times. A real, real legend of the podcast, John Shirley. I don't know if you're 16, 5 or 64. He's one but, of the uh, You're always welcome on the podcast. Um, we did try to get him on tonight, but his reply. Yeah, that's what that came from, I think. I said, could you, do you fancy coming on the pod? And then he went, he ranted that stuff to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> what a weird man. What a very oh, strange man. Dom is winning. <laughs> Dom is winning. Uh, oh, no, yeah. oh, well, we've got one more question, but then I realise, hang about here one sec. Right, Cal, I think I know what's happening. I think it's going to be right for a, it's going to be right for our podcast. Let me just quickly see if I can get the, uh, oh, I've got so many things up here. After his sacking from the BBC, who did Dom say would be on TalkSport next week? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Hall of Famer Mark Lawrence in final answer. That is correct. <laughs> yes, come on. Right, boys. I think I would have got that wrong, you know. I think I would have said Trevor Sinclair just because he was already on it and yeah, sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boys, that's all the questions I have. However, we can't really leave it like that, can we? Because I think we are at 23 all. We are. So uh, let's have a think. What kind of tiebreaker could we have, Charlie Skates? Hmm. I haven't got anything planned, by the way. This isn't some sort oh, of... Oh, like... I, th- I really thought you did that. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, I, must have, I must have others. I don't think you boys want to end it on a bloody... Uh, on, a, on, a, uh, on, a, on a tie, do you? Well, like a time limit on a, a certain... I don't know. I have no idea. <clears throat> right. Um... I'm going to ask you both a question from the past. And you're gonna to have to both. They're based around the same thing, and you both. It's a shootout, and this is a shootout like a penalty, sudden death. I'm gonna ask you because I've still got the notes here. The heights of the England players. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! And you have to give me the exact height 
And a bit like a sudden death, one of you has to be right and one of you has to be wrong. So we're going to go with Cal first. Cal. Yes. Can you give me the exact height of... Let's have a look here. Ah. Uh, Is this out of five, by the way? Is yeah. It, it... yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you... It's basically like a penalty shootout. We've got to have it, right? I've got an England shirt on. <laughs> Cal. <laughs> Give us the height of one Nick Pope. Oh, God. Well, I thought he was six foot seven, didn't I? Um... Six foot three. Cal, you are correct. First goal's gone in. First goal's gone in. Dom, can you give us the height of Kyle Walker? Um... Lower. <laughs> I like your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he is um uh, six foot one. That's the first miss. Was it was he six foot? Five eleven. Five ten. Oh five ten. Cal. Yes. Can you give us the height? Of one, Marcus Rashford. Five eleven. Two nil. Oh, out. get in! <laughs> That's a big one. That this could be this. Well could, done. Uh, well done. I feel like Japan right now. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Feeling like Spain. Can you give us the height of Harry Maguire? Six foot four. He's got it. He's got, got it. it. Yes. Tasty. Cal. <laughs> the exact yeah. height of Jack Grealish. Tense, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Five ten. You've hit the post. It's five nine. Oh. Oh, God, Harry, what have you done? <laughs> <coughs> Dom. Harry Kane. Six foot two. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. He hasn't done what Harry did. He's done it. He's got it in first penalty. I love my Cal. Harrys. I love yes. the Harrys. Give me well. Yes. Cal, Raheem Sterling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Five foot seven. You've hit the post again. He's five foot eight. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I hated this when it happened and I hate it now. Dom. Here we go. Um. Yeah. Bakayo Saka, Dom. That was a weird sound, wasn't it? Uh, five foot, which is a good start. Ten. Oh, he's got it right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to check the Facebook chat of our podcast now just quick just to see if anything's going down here. Oh, no, nothing yet. 
Might what? Just be the secret text conversations, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> well, Cal, I hate to say it, you need to get this one cor- correct. Yeah, it's my final penalty, isn't it? That was it. Oh. And you have to get it correct to stay in this because Dom's got three and you're on two. Cal. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Phillips. Oh, God, I don't even know who he is. Oh, God. Calvin Phillips. 5'11". I'm sorry, Cal. Yeah, that's it. Rigged again. (gasps) How is it rigged? Rigged Was that... We, is that, quiz. Is that, right? that that is it because unfortunately Calvin Phillips is five foot ten, five foot ten. So Dom, on a penalty shootout, you've I'm got thoroughly you. enjoying this. Football, <laughs> well we done, have, mate. We have a twenty-three all. Dominic Dominic Medicroft wins on penalties, three-two. I'd like to one of Dom's penalties. questions was a fellow who's commented 84 times on <laughs> Well, I'd like to thank uh, John, especially uh, like thank Charlie for being the quiz master and messaged me the heights again. of the players just then. Yeah. Uh, Cal for being such a gracious loser. And uh, for the podcast itself, I'd like to thank all of you for being involved. Charlie, obviously, back again for season two. I'm not sure when it will be. It'll be next, next year, obviously, sometime. Yeah. Um, if we have something in between, maybe a Christmas special, I'm not too sure. Um, but obviously, that is it. That is the podcast. That is Cal and Dom Talks Nonsense. That is season one over. Cal, wow. thoughts? Crazy. Mental. Uh, yeah, just want to thank both of you boys for, for being a massive part of it. It's just absolutely brilliant, isn't it? What we managed to create, something that's a little community for all of us that we enjoy and can come together and do something on a on a Tuesday or a Wednesday evening and then bring it out to everybody on a Thursday. Um, you know, it's it's helped me massively. It's been brilliant. I've loved every minute of it. Wouldn't change a thing. Um, it's quite weird, this. <laughs> I can't believe it's finished. <laughs> uh, I remember that. For, going back to that quiz, that was a brilliant quiz, Charlie, because it takes you back, doesn't it, with the, uh, the memories from the previous podcasts. And when we did that first pre-season one, I knew it was something that I really wanted to do. But did I think we'd manage 10 proper episodes? Who knows? But <laughs> here we are. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Thanks, everybody, for the messages today. Uh, thanks, Pete VLC, as always. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening because, you know, that's why we do it. And hopefully season two, we're going to be back bigger, better. And yeah, we've got loads planned. So can't wait to see you then. But for now, have a beautiful Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. See you in a bit. See you in a bit.